0: This NFL Head Coach Power Rankings and Odds episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions Contest. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details right now at CircaSports.com.
1: I'm just about that action, boss.
0: That's right. Welcome in. It is, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Another full house here. Ryan McIntyre, Justin Mark. We are here to talk NFL head coaches, power rankings, and of course, as we always do, talk a little odds for coach of the year. Just to give you guys a little bit to more futures to chew on as we prepare for the NFL season that is getting ever so close I know that this is not a fantasy uh, podcast, but of course, fantasy drafts in full swing, uh, which means, of course, football season is heating up. I'm so excited for it. I cannot wait, and uh, I'm pretty happy. Although, while you guys talk, I'm going to grab something and, and uh, you know, show it. But Ryan, how excited are you for this to happen?
2: Uh, very excited, and we are 50 days away. So we're, we're under 50 days now till Chiefs-Lions, so it's coming. Guys will be reporting to camp here soon. You got Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform. He's looking good, J-Mark. How are you, (laughs) J-Mark?
1: I'm ready for all the the smoke and mirror storylines. Like, oh, this guy looks like the best in camp, and then he doesn't even see the field all year. Um, I'm excited for all those lies and deceit that gets our hopes up and then breaks our hearts all at once.
0: I'm ready for Coach Speak to lead everybody in different directions and just make it to where no one knows what's going on. I wanted to grab this. I finally, Ooh. finally, after seven years of having my own league and having this belt passed off from person to person, won my fantasy football championship belt. I don't care that nobody cares. I do. And I finally brought it home the other day. So I'm going to flaunt it because no one in this house cares. So you guys get to see it. I am a fantasy football champion. And I'm freaking happy about it. So,
2: Love it. Nice I love job. It. Love it, Ron. Looks, looks right. good on you, my man. Sorry. So, yeah, <laughs> now we get the full house, baby.
0: Somebody needed to know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, yes,
0: of course it is. We're going to talk NFL head coaches. We've, we've already talked through a bunch of the uh, positions. Receiver, tight end, running back. This is our opportunity to talk head coaches. Um, Nick says, hey, that's my fantasy football championship belt. Oh, nice. I love it. I'm telling you, those are the best. Uh, you, anybody can get a trophy. Every, you got to get a, a belt in your league if you don't have one already. Um, but again, yes, yeah, so we're we're talking head coaches. And listen, there's a lot of, uh, there's a few new names in a few new places. So obviously it kind of skews things. But as we start to look into the, into the odds as we do every episode, there's some shocking names up at the top. And we were discussing it a little bit before we got on. Uh, but as these names start to pop up, You'll probably be scratching your head as well, and and I'm I'm thinking we're going to have some healthy debate on these.
2: Yeah, and we were talking pre pre episode. There, there's so many different ways where you could go with this. Whether you're going off rings, winning percentage, if this coach had this quarterback. Um, I I mean we all have our uh, have all our picks. I got I picked Joe Gibbs. He's at the top of my list. I think J marks going with Mike Dick and uh, Rod's going with Bill Walsh. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how our lists differ here.
1: Yeah. um, And again, this isn't the, uh, who's like the best coach, right? Who's the absolute Mm -hmm. best coach. This award is based off of a narrative driven thing. So I feel like um, our rankings aren't necessarily going to line up with this award because the awards narrative rank based or uh, narrative based we're kind of, I think, anyways, I did when I was breaking it down. It's like, okay, if I could pick a coach to be the coach of the team I like, if I could pick a coach for the Bears, which 10 do I want and and in what order? Because that's the guy I want that is making the decisions for my team.
0: You know, mine was strictly just how well are they doing for their team? And really, I mean, it seems like a, a very simplified way of ranking a head coach. But, I mean, obviously, it's it's – are, is their team performing to the level that they're supposed to, based on the coach? I mean, we—I don't know if any of you guys um, have anything to do with the the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you know, when you when you look at that team as a whole, right? They barely they barely hang on under Mike Tomlin to his perfect, uh, haven't had a losing season record. But you know, did they overproduce? Did they over? I mean, I take that kind of stuff into account as to where they're at versus where they should be at.
2: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no expectations is a big time thing and that's why it's such a narrative award year in and year out. Yeah,
0: player management is always something to to look at too, but I mean again, it's as a head coach, you are the one ultimately that owns that record and owns the performance of the team. So, it's up to you to make sure it meets what the ownership wants, what the fans want, and ultimately what the players want. So, all that will factor into our power rankings. But we got to tell you about Circa Sports. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back. You want $14 million in guaranteed prizes? It's up for grabs with the Circa Millions and Circa Survivor. With Circa Millions, you get five NFL against the spread picks every single week to play off of. And for Circa Survivor, just like any other Survivor platform out there, pick a different money line winner each week. Hope you advance. Best part about this, go enter in Las Vegas, have some fun in Las Vegas, go gamble a little bit, right? Go relax in some of those. 5 million star hotels. Go enter the Circa Survivors and Circa Millions and then go back home. Even if it's not a legal gambling state, you can continue to play all season long. Plus, if you're out there in the last week of August, you're going to get to see Sean and Ryan from the Sports Gambling Podcast Mothership Show. They're going to be out there having some fun. You go have some fun with them as well. More details, you want to find them now at CircaSports.com. That's CircaSports.com. All right, so I think we're all in agreement that uh, it will be uh, Jonathan Gannon as the first coach on the list, right? That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals have a lot of work.
1: We're, yeah. we're
0: looking all that good. but um, All right, so as we start to uh, – we'll do this like we always do, and we'll just sort of go around the horn, and we'll give you guys the – now, we go 1 to 10 because obviously the, the number one is usually uh, – uh, Unanimous, But in this case, I don't know if it is. So should we go 10 to one this time or always one to 10? I ask this every time, but yeah. you know,
2: you know, I, I think, I think J Mark should decide this time around. I like one to ten. In case you guys
1: make a really good case for somebody that I didn't put on there, I can sneak them in at ten. I'm like, you know what? You convince me. He's getting on my list.
0: <laughs> Selfish reasons for doing. All right, fine. Brian, start us off with your first coach in the power rankings.
2: So I went back and forth on this, and this used to be a unanimous number one. I think we can all agree it was the hoodie in, in New England. I think uh, Big Red in Kansas City is making a run for it, but I'm still going with Bill Belichick. I still think um, what he's been able to do for as long as he's been able to do it, he's 262 and 108 in New England. I know a lot of it's with Tom Brady, but I think he also should get credit. I think people don't give him enough credit for finding Tom Brady, for sticking with Tom Brady over Drew Bledsoe. I'm going way back now, 20 years. But, I mean, that's the single decision that prolonged this dynasty that they had. And and let's be honest here, too. the Brady Brady wasn't Brady until the second half of his tenure in New England. It was Bill Belichick's defense. I'm still going with Bill Belichick, even though the GM, Bill Belichick, has hurt the coach Bill Belichick here recently, especially with putting uh, Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator last year. I'm still scratching my head over that. So Belichick over Andy Reid, barely. The
1: disrespect. Oh my goodness! No. Um, I agree. I mean, it is tough when you look at the, the tenure of their careers, I ended up putting Andy Reed here. And the reason is, you know, there was a lot of people. I, I was one of them that said Tom Brady's not a good quarterback. He's just in a good system. It's just Belichick system. This is all because of Bill Belichick and then Tom Brady leaves and Tom Brady continues to have a, have success in a different system and Belichick struggles to find anything besides just that defensive identity. So, and then you take Andy Reid, who, yeah, he has benefited by having Patrick Mahomes right now, right? So that's tough, too. But I just think that the, the, the scheme that he's built and the way that that whole team functions where, sure, Patrick Mahomes is there, but I don't think it matters who else is on that team. They're going to have success. So I had to go with Andy Reid at number one.
0: Okay, so the reason that you just said exactly the way you said, it doesn't matter who's there, it, it, that Chiefs team's still going to be good, a- and that's because they have good players right now. I don't know. We haven't seen them not have good players. So I want to see Andy Reid coach with the guys that San Francisco 49ers have had for the last three seasons in a row, the quarterback struggles, the revolving door at running back for a while, and the fact of all that happening and Kyle Shanahan still – has made it to the playoffs as many times, still knocking on the championship door as many times as he has. Look, I may be biased toward the Niners, but Kyle Shanahan's got to be number one for me because of the fact that expectations expectations for the 49ers are so high, and it doesn't matter who's a quarterback. Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Brock Purdy? Is it Sam Darnold this year? If it's Sam Darnold and Kyle (laughs) Shanahan has a winning season, that guy better get coach of the year because I'm telling you right now if he's going to if he's going to make it to the playoffs with Sam Darnold then that's some super coaching but again I'm telling you right now Andy Reid has all pro every position right Bill Belichick yeah okay you could probably make a case for him but the the Patriots weren't really all that good last year and I don't know that they're going to make a gigantic leap this year but the Niners have have managed to sustain at the very least playoff caliber football with a so banged up everything, tight end, uh, it could be been the quarterback, it could be the receivers, you know, Debo, Kittle, like these guys get hurt, right? You bring in McCaffrey and all of a sudden it shoots up. So for, for everything that it's worth, and for everything he's gone through to continue the high level that they got in San Francisco, it's got to be Kyle Shanahan with a bullet. And like I said, I know I'm a Niner fan, but you, you got to recognize what's going on over there.
2: I like that. All three of us had a different top dog, so this is this is good content for the NFL pod. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Kyle Shanahan. He's 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 uh, he's high on my list too. Uh, I'll go right into my number two for you, Rod. I got I kind of teased it already. I J marks number one. I got Big Red. Now you got two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's got Patrick Mahomes, but he did it with Donovan McNabb as well. And he did it with Mike Vick on basically, not rehab, I guess dog rehab is what you'll call that situation. But, (laughs) I mean, the guy, Alex Smith, so he's one of the high level. But it took a guy like Pat Mahomes, like kind of uh, with Bill Belichick, with Tom Brady, uh, to really get over the hump. Oh, by the way, Bill Belichick went to the plus with the Browns. That was uh, my tiebreaker. (laughs)
1: that that's fair um yeah with the worst odds to win coach of the year because as we said it's a narrative based everybody expects him to do well sorry rod it's not kyle Shanahan. he is he's coming up don't worry um (laughs) uh andy reed so it's just kind of interesting how you have one of the best coaches but he's got the worst odds there um number two i got bill belichick you know we talked about how it's been years and years and years and years of consistency. And despite having Tom Brady, one thing remains in New England that has continued to remain. And I imagine no matter where Belichick is, whether it's Patriots elsewhere, this will always be the case that their defense is one of the better defenses in the league always, no matter what. So uh, you got to give credit to a guy like that. that can always field a good defense. So, yeah, I got him at number two.
0: Yeah, and I got Andy Reid at number two. Uh, a lot of the cases that you guys already made as far as what's going on, but I'll also add that we talked about how he's surrounded by all pros at every position, but there are coaches who can tank an all-pro team, so uh, for him to be able to continue to motivate these all-stars, because listen, when you win a couple of Super Bowls as a player, you feel invincible, and you feel like you can go and do whatever you want and be whoever you want and you know basically just run amok all over not just the world, but the league, right? To be able to to harness all of those egos into one place, uh, you have to have a very strong managerial skill, and obviously Andy Reid's got that. Team keeps winning. Can't can't hit slide him farther down than second in this list.
2: Yeah, no, Agreed. he's big red. Big red's Mr. Consistency. So it's uh it, it's quite the list. So do you want me to go right into number three, Rod? Yes, sir. Go for it. So I will go to the NFC West, and I'm not going to go with Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to go with your arch rival. He <laughs> trades away Russell Wilson, and they get better. He's got a Super Bowl. Should have <laughs> two if Russell Wilson had an auto bolt on the one-yard line. Pete Carroll, he's been really good in Seattle. I, I think he just gets the most out of his talent year in and year out. Yes, he's goofy. Yes, he's energetic. He's running up and down the sidelines like a maniac. And he was good in college as well. I got Pete Carroll as my number three. I know that's a little bold.
0: Where's the mute button? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll make I'll make
1: things better here. Uh, I got Kyle Shanahan at number three. <laughs> um, Rod, you kind of laid it out that uh, it's not the players on the field for the 49ers. It's the scheme that Kyle Shanahan has built. Right. Whether that's on offense or defense, I feel like, you know, they they seem to be one of the most injured teams year in and year out on both sides of the ball. You got big name defenders getting hurt. You got your your starting quarterbacks getting hurt. Um, Wide receivers running back. Just it's just a whole trickle thing, even the line. And they still produce. They still are in every single game. And they just, they keep winning. So it's hard not to consider him in my top five. I got him slotted at three.
0: It makes me wonder too, if he had a roster along the lines of, well, now he's about to have Sam Darnold. So the Carolina Panthers, could he turn something like that into, I mean, he's got Darnold and McCaffrey. So if he had the entirety of the Panthers roster, could he turn that into a winning team that my friends would probably catapult you into coach of the year status. So We'll definitely see what happens there. I'll get to my number three in a second, but before I do, let me remind you that Underdog Fantasy is one of our fine sponsors. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down in your favorite MLB, NLB, NFL, NLB, MLB, NFL, too many letters. Uh, and now we found out NASCAR uh, Pick'em is there as well, so have some fun with that so many ways to win, so many ways to play over on an Underdog, and Underdog is available in a ton of states. Go now to underdogfantasy.com. Use our promo code SGPN. You're going to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so for my third is not Bill Belichick. I'm going to give the nod to the Baltimore Ravens and John Harbaugh over there, uh, mainly because... Well, first of all, the fact that Lamar Jackson is now finally settled in and wonderful, I expect to see great things from him. But again, another reason why Lamar wanted to stay is because of his coach, right? I mean, he knows that that John Harbaugh is going to give him the better opportunity to win out of anybody. I, I don't think he really wanted to walk. Right. I mean, I know for as much as as everybody was speculating that that maybe he would go somewhere there. I don't think there was any thought in his mind he wanted to go anywhere else. If this was a different head coach, if this was a different situation of head coach, he may have wanted to, to leave and not stay and not test the and, and test the, the free agency waters. But he wanted to stay and look for what it's worth too, John Harbaugh has had a team that is fraught with injuries as well and continued to keep them in the conversation. Right. They're not necessarily uh, winning AFC championships or even uh, AFC South championships, but at the or North championships, rather, did they move south? I think they moved south. Uh, but yeah, so they're at least keeping them in the conversation. So, again, John Harbaugh is doing more than I think it's expected of the Baltimore Ravens, given what their situation is, right? They're triple option threat and they run the ball all the time. But now, hopefully, if they start passing more and get more involved... You know, like I said, John Harbaugh to me is doing more than what the most people expect outside of Baltimore, I think, because everybody out of, outside of Baltimore is like, well, eh, they'll be okay. But they're they're continuing to overachieve, I think, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I see, like guys like Cam and Tomlin are so interesting to rank. I mean, you could even throw Mike McCarthy in there just because of how long he's been in it as well. Um, for my next guy, I went to um I kind of went outside the box again, and he's also a former Philadelphia Eagles coach, and he landed down south in the state of Florida. He's now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got Doug Peterson. Uh, instantly takes over the biggest dumpster fire, goes to the playoffs, wins a playoff game. He won a Super Bowl in Philly. He got uh, he honestly got screwed. Like they, they had a bunch of injuries. Carson Wentz was a disaster, and then they fired him and got rid of him. But, I mean, he's landed on his feet, and all he's done is turn Jacksonville all of a sudden into a can't-miss AFC South contender. So I got Doug Peterson at number four on my list.
1: I wondered how high he would go on Ryan's list. I was just waiting. I love Dougie uh, (laughs) I know you do. I was just waiting (laughs) to see when he came up. Um, I do not have Dougie P. at number four. Instead, I have a guy that we've kind of mentioned here and there already in conversation, Mike Tomlin. I just think if you look at his over 500 record that he's managed to keep doing, and you keep hearing that he's not going to, right? Ben Roethlisberger's retiring. They're not going to be able to keep it up. Guess what he did? Le'Veon Bell is holding out. They're not going to be able to keep it up. Guess what they did? T.J. Watt, he got hurt. That's the biggest part of their defense. They're not going to be able to compete. They did, and he did it with Kenny Pickett, and I'll let you in on a little secret, lean in here to hear it. Kenny Pickett's not that good. I don't think Kenny Pickett is a franchise quarterback, and he still managed to just get there to get that 500 record. I just think he is – He's always a, against all odds, he's going to do it. No matter what, he's going to do it. He's at least going to perform with the team. Sure, maybe they're not winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl, but they're still staying competitive. They're still having a winning record. And it's impressive that he's been able to keep that going on year in and year out, despite injuries, despite player changes, despite everything else.
0: Yep, you stole mine. And that is definitely it, Mike Tomlin, because, you know, again, and and the reason that he... Continues to leapfrog guys like Bill Belichick and all that to me is because, you know, like you said, he just has done with Ben Roethlisberger on the tail end of his career, still managing to stay above 500. There's teams that have had fantastic quarterbacks, <laughs> Denver Broncos, that have struggled to stay above <laughs> the 500 mark. Right. And, and so when you have an aging Ben Roethlisberger and you can continue to make him into a winning quarterback, on the field or whoever it is at that matter, lose Le'Veon Bell, whatever you got to back up for that, right? Najee Harris, not as effective as you want him to be. That's all right. We still got all these other guys that can help out. So yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin, kudos to him. I may have put him at second. If the Steelers would have done any better last season.
2: Yeah, no, he, he always finds a way to get the most out of his talent. Uh, at number five, I'll go to your guy. I'll go with the flat cap, Kyle Shanahan. I told you he was going to make my top five, Rod. So uh, 52 and 46 in San Fran, but the first two years was an outlier because they didn't have the roster or anywhere near the quarterback. I mean, they traded for Jimmy G mid-season the one time, and he won all his starts. We've seen when he has Jimmy G, they win all their games, or Brock Purdy. Uh, if, if they could just stay healthy, the biggest knock on Shanahan is – He kind of chokes in big games, whether it was in Atlanta or San Francisco with the double-digit lead. Sorry, Rod, I didn't want to bring it up. But that would be the biggest knock on Shanahan. But it is something said for getting there, like you said. Three out of four NFC championships. So, yeah, I got Shanahan rounding out my top five.
1: Yeah, in the top five of the, but the bottom of your top five. Come on,
2: <laughs> I, where,
0: Ryan is jockeying to get muted right now. It's I, I know Nick agrees with Ryan, but <laughs> still, it's
2: hey, you know he's done good with the back of quarterbacks, but he didn't win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. That's pretty <laughs> damn good. When, I, I, I just thinking about how impressive that is. Now looking back, I mean Carson Fair. Wentz uh, died after he uh, stopped playing with Doug Peterson. <laughs> That's fair. I saw it firsthand. (laughs) And fortune
1: agreeing um, as a 49ers fan. So at number five to round out my top five, I got John Harbaugh. You guys kind of laid it out that he's done a good, consistent job even before Lamar. He was doing a good, consistent job. The Ravens were a team that um, nobody wants to play, right, because that defense is – punishing. Now they're finally getting the pieces on offense with Lamar. Um, I know he's been there a while, but now the drama has passed. So hopefully they can take that step forward. He's been paid. I just think the the Harbaughs in general, right, both Harbaughs great coaches. They they come from a good lineage there. They they are both really good coaches and uh John still in the NFL here didn't leave to go coach some terrible Michigan team. So, um kudos to John for sticking around <laughs> and uh and yeah, he's he's rounds out my top 5.
0: Ah, uh, well, I have to do it. I have to talk about him because it'd be irresponsible for me as a NFL analyst to not put him in there, but I will just say that, uh, yes, Pete Carroll made my top five, uh, but because of the fact that he, you know, you lose Russell Wilson, kind of like you were talking about, right, and you lose Russell Wilson, you make Geno Smith a thing. Like, I know Geno Smith would have probably made himself a thing in his own right, but I have to think that Pete Carroll brought the best out of him, giving him the full nod of listen, this is your team. I am not looking for another quarterback you will and then they reward him at the end of the season for how well he's done right I mean he made that running game better just by being him and i I don't know it's just there that's all the praise I can I can muster for Pete Carroll he, <laughs> did, he did good with not a lot so he gets fifth for me and that's that's all I can do.
2: Well, you know what, Rod? You went in NFC West, and I'll go outside the box for my third NFC West coach at number six. I got Sean McVay. Uh, he's 60 and 38, and that includes last year, which was <coughs> a dumpster fire at 5 and 12. I think people forget the situation he took over. Jeff Fisher, all he could do was go 7 and 10 every year, 7 and 9, because he only played 16 games. McVay gets there. They go to the playoffs every year. He goes to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. They trade for Matt Stafford. They win it. I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to coach. There's rumors he's going to go to the booth. But, I mean, in terms of McVay, I, he's, he's instantly turned um, the L.A. Rams into just a, a juggernaut and it's just six years there. And, you know, it does really make me feel good that uh, Dan Snyder, who will be executed tomorrow from Washington owner, had the Shanahan's, McVay, LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, and he chose RG3 over all of them. So. Rest in peace, Dan Snyder. Good riddance.
1: I like it. Number six, I got uh, Ryan's guy, Dougie P. Um, Also, Ryan, I'm surprised Ron Ver hasn't made your list yet. I mean, a guy that is never out of the playoff race. Anyways, in his head, he's not. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah Doug Would Peterson be eliminated? <laughs> yeah I mean he's always in it <laughs> um, you know you kind of said it Doug Peterson's done it in different places and the fact that he came into Jacksonville with how terrible Jacksonville was especially after the whole Urban Meyer thing and everything that went on there and to turn that team around the way he did and to go on that run that they went on at the end of the season which of course has given them very high expectations this year but I think he's a guy that he can can keep his team uh, level headed and he can keep his team performing under those high expectations so I got Doug Peterson at six
2: <laughs> never himself. mind never
0: mind I was muted thanks Nick. <laughs> For those of you and for those of you who listened to the podcast proper and, and heard that elongated silence, that was that was for the lip watching viewers. Uh, <laughs> Nick Fortune said to mute me because of my Pete Carroll takes, so I did. Uh, so, yeah um all right. well, listen, i I think that uh, Zach Taylor earns a little bit of credit here uh, for the Bangles as well. So I'm gonna put him in my sixth position. The Bengals – have stopped being a laughing stock. The Bengals are now a team, obviously, with the young Joe Burrow, with Joe Mixon as their running back, who's doing uh, fantastically well. Jamar Chase, right? Boyd Higgins, all of these guys. Now you can say you can name more than two Bengals players, and and even on defense as well. So for that to happen, I mean, those of us who are old enough to remember when the Bengals were horrible for those few years in there. For them to be able, mm-hmm. for that team to be able to to, to now be an AFC contender and not laugh at in that conversation, that's huge. And so I think uh, that's definitely something for, and, and they've been that way for a couple of years now. So, I mean, he probably should be a little bit higher in my rankings, but um, I think I found a nice sweet spot for him in sixth because you talk about expectations, and that team now is expected to be a part of the AFC conversation week in and week out and, and season in and season out.
2: Yeah, he's he's done a good job, and I'll, I'll keep it right in the AFC North. Uh, I guess I have this guy lower than uh, most. Mike Tomlin, yes, he he he's famous for the non losing seasons. I feel like though at times they have underperformed when they've had really really good teams. I some sometimes they've bowed out in the early rounds when they've been thirteen and three, uh, losing to Jacksonville uh, right off the top of my head, but. Regardless, Mike Tomlin, he's awesome. He's won over 63% of his games. He gets the most out of his guys. I mean, who doesn't want to play for Mike Tomlin? So that's why I have him at number seven on my list.
1: Not to mention, he just looks like a badass on the sideline. He is a badass. Aviators. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is so at number seven, I have Pete Carroll, and he was kind of the last one that it's like I have to throw him in here. After this, it was like this jumbled mess of there's a lot of names that probably deserve to be in the top 10, but I couldn't decide who. So um, Pete Carroll, like you guys said, just, The years of success and then the fact that I think everybody expected them to take a step back and fail after getting rid of Russell Wilson. They did the opposite. They seemed to play better. Um, And just the fact that he's been able to get that out of his team. uh, And if you think about, like, he had such a successful college career, then he goes to the NFL, continues to keep it going. I mean, this is just years and years and years of success. So I had to put him in here, and he made number seven on mine.
0: Well, see, good. You put him lower than me, which makes me feel a little better about my <laughs> there <you> Um go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm done saying nice things about Pete Carroll. I will say nice things about Doug Peterson, though. Uh, I will put him on my list as the next head coach in my rankings for everything that you guys said before and, and really for what's to come, too. I mean, the excitement level in Jacksonville is hasn't been this high in a very long time since uh, since we saw, shoot, um, God, probably in the early days of uh of their existence, that the the excitement level was this high, um, when Mark Brunel was their quarterback, and everybody yes. was excited about Brunel uh, winning some Super Bowls with Jacksonville so um yeah, I, I think the future is bright for them. I think he's going to continue to to make that team a much better team as long as he stays there, so you know again he he deserves a place, and I think this is a, a good spot for him
2: yep. Yeah, no, he's he, Dougie is the best. And uh, I'll go to the rival of my last pick, Tomlin. I'll go to J- uh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore. Say, say, basically, what you could say about Tomlin is what you could say about Harbaugh. And that's why it's been so fun to watch those two because they came in, I think, the identical year, 2008. And then in their first years as head coach, they meet up in the AFC Championship. Uh, he's been a model of consistency just like Tomlin. Maybe you could nitpick that they should have uh, came up a couple games in, in, in the playoffs in years, but, I mean, to be able to get to that level, get uh, win at the level that those two guys have done, that's impressive over an era where everybody gets fired within four or five years, it seems. So, John Harbaugh, number eight for me, Rod, and J-Mark.
1: Yeah, so number eight, I went with a guy that I feel like is kind of People have forgotten about quickly in one year, but Sean McVay, I mean, he went from this mad scientist, one of the brightest young minds in the NFL, you know, this young guy that has such a high-powered offense and everything – to nobody's really talking about him or the Rams in general, it seems like. I get the fact Stafford's older and they had injuries last year and did not do well. But I still think he's one of the better coaches in the league. Like I said, I had a whole bunch of guys written down here that I could throw in here. But Sean McVay came next on my list just because I think you're going to see now – they have low expectations, and I think he, he's going to exceed them by quite a bit. I think you're going to see it get yeah. back together. They're going to field a better team than people are expecting, and they're going to be talking about how brilliant and bright Sean McVay's young mind is. Blah. <laughs> Sorry, Rod. Sorry,
2: but i a lot of good coaches in your league.
1: I'm, yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like three out yeah. of the four are all in the top the top ten, which tells you something. And and uh, again, I, I think McVay. Uh, is a perfect spot here for that as well, which is why I have him there as well. Uh, I, I didn't want to put him any higher because the Rams, I know that you said that they're still above 500, but boy, I got to tell you, something about those guys just irks me every single time. And they have the Niners number more often than not. So, uh, But you're right. I mean, he he has made it to where L.A. is a destination for players uh, the Rams are, in particular are our destination for players and guys like Aaron Donald want to stay there. And, and like I said, you know, there's a lot to be said about having a coach that players want to play for. And those are the guys that we usually see at the top of these lists, right? These power rankings, because their teams excel because the players want to play for them. And so LA is one of those. Now, whether or not they get the players to play there, that's another thing, but you know, for the most part, when they come, they actually produce a little bit. So Whatever. That's about as much as I can say about McVeigh, too.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, the good news, Rod, he's probably not going to be coaching much longer. It sounds like he wants to get into the booth. So uh, that, that, you know, that's a perfect transition into my next pick and J. Mark mentioned a guy that everybody forgot about McVeigh. Everybody forgot about Sean Payton because he was in the booth this last year for Fox back in Denver. We saw new Orleans kind of turn into a dumpster fire a little bit this year, despite having a talented roster, Drew Brees retires. He's able to still win nine games with Taysom Hill. And then, obviously, him and Brees a sustained success, just like uh, Harbaugh with the Ravens, Tomlin and Roethlisberger with the Steelers. Same thing happened in New Orleans. They won a Super Bowl around the same time, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I kind of view all three of those coaches around the same. Older guys that have just been on a hell of a run. But the difference is now we get to see if Sean Payton can really go up even more on this list if he's able to turn Russell Wilson around, in my opinion. so. Sean
1: Payton at number nine. He's in the four names with question marks of mine at number 10 because yeah. I want to see what he does without Drew Brees. It's like, yeah. is was Sean Payton such a great coach because of Drew Brees or was Drew Brees such a good quarterback because of Sean Payton? You know, you'll get in those. It's like, which was it? Um, so I really want to see what he does now in, in – uh, in a new situation, a new quarterback, new team, everything. Um, I'm going to go with a different Sean at number nine, Sean McDermott. Um, I just, I think the, the way that they play, the way that that he set up their offense and their defense, it's hard to discredit him on a, a top coaching level. Yeah. They got amazing players, but he's getting those players to perform year after year after year um, I think that they they have a lot to um, kind of fight against with the, the Bengals looking better, the the Chiefs being such a powerhouse, but still one of the better teams that I wish he was coaching the Bears. I don't want the Bears to play the Bills, you know, that kind of situation. So um had to put him in my top 10.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. He'll probably make mine. Oh, no, he won't. Spoiler alert: He's not, uh, and I don't know what it is. I just, I just feel like I don't know. You made all the good arguments there. I won't try to counteract them, but um, I just don't get the warm and fuzzies about that whole situation over there, just because maybe I, I'm too hyped on the on the breaking tables aspect of it all. But uh, yeah. uh, so for mine, my next one is going to be Kevin O'Connell. I mean, listen, why did we kind of switch or, or or brush over the fact that Minnesota? is good. And, and they were 13 and four last year and Kevin O'Connell in his first year as head coach turned around an eight and nine record, right? A seven and nine before that. So two years of below 500, you know, everybody, everybody turns to him as the next guy in Minnesota. He does nothing short of put them back over 500 and put them on top of the NFC North. Right. So I mean, how that quick turnaround for them and they haven't lost too many people, right? I mean, Dalvin cook. Yeah. But uh, I, I think they're going to be fine with Matson. It's it's not the same, but it's all right. You know, they got Justin Jefferson still. They've got, you know, all kinds of of good players there. So, uh, you know, Kevin O'Connell, like I said, people are brushing over him because he's not the sexy name. He hasn't been a, a coach for a very, very long time. But he took a a, a okay team and made them better. And I think he's going to continue to do that coming into this season. And I still think Minnesota is going to be, um, you know, a team that, to, to, to contend for the NFC in the future. And boy, Nick's just not loving me today. Is he
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, You're he's, upsetting he's Nick? <laughs> you, you, you Niner fans are not sticking together today, Rod. So <laughs> really not. Yeah. I, you know, it's crazy. Cause I, now that we're at number 10 and I'm, I'm looking down at the list and I'm like, there's a lot of good coaches like, like, uh, Uh, J. Mark mentioned. Sean McDermott's been really good in Buffalo. Where do you rank Brian Dayball and Nick Sirianni? They've only been a head coach for one, two years. LaFleur has over 70% winning percentage in Green Bay. O'Connell, you just made the case, Rod. Uh, Shit. I know everybody kills him. Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl, and he's won over 60% of his games. I know he doesn't look the part, and he coaches the cowgirls, but... You know, I came to a guy that uh, in five years he seems to always get the most out of his team. They were going to win the division probably again last year, and maybe we weren't singing the praise of Jacksonville as much now. He was a one seed two years ago. I'm going Mike Vrabel uh, in Tennessee. He's won 60 percent of his games. Just they they are they reflect the way that Mike Vrabel acts, coaches, played. They get some. He's a Belichick disciple. He's He gets the most out of that roster, so I'll go Vrabel at my uh, number 10 on my final uh, pick of the top 10 coaches for me. A lot of good coaches, man. Ron? There
1: there are. I mean, I got Nick Sirianni, Brian Dabble, Sean Payton. I feel bad. Zach Taylor, I didn't put him in my top 10, but you made an excellent case. He should be in there. I also have Mike Frabel. How how can you not include a coach that offered to cut his own dick off if the team won the Super Bowl? I mean, that's just, <laughs> that is a good coach. I don't know any better way to motivate a team than that. I mean, for, <laughs> to, to threaten something like that. But um, did they do it, Justin? Did they it? The Right, right. <laughs> They got damn close that year. Um, no. And now, you know, we saw Derrick Henry got hurt two years ago. They still had success. So it's not just Derrick Henry. Now it's going to be, how do they do now that they've added DeAndre Hopkins? Something that we we kind of didn't yeah. talk about yet. But DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans, I think, is going to elevate Vrabel's offense. Whether it's Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis at the quarterback, Hopkins demands attention from the defense. And not everybody can just stack up against Derrick Henry anymore. And that defense still performs very well as well. So it's going to be really interesting. But I got Vrabel at 10 yeah
0: uh I can I guess I can get behind that one I, I still love Tennessee I do have love for Tennessee um but yeah I don't know it's just tough because that's not a team that you think is glamorous until you looked down at the record and you're like, oh, okay, they actually did a little better than uh <laughs> right. oh, they're the they're one really- seat yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah they're like, oh really how,
2: how what? Yeah. When did that With happen? Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: all right, for my final spot, and like you guys said, I mean, this is the spot where it got tough because you could make a case for any number of people. I could have put Bill Belichick in there for all the reasons that Ryan did earlier and, and continued to, to make a case for. But um, I, I guess you can't really not have this list without Nick Sirianni in it. The Eagles are the Eagles, right? And and as much as it pains me uh, and, and Nick's going to scream at me again for putting the Eagles up here, uh sorry Nick but uh listen I mean the Eagles have done very well to to turn their identity around too they were what 9 and 7 4 and 11 9 and 8 and all of a sudden now last season they're 14 and 3 that is a gigantic jump and then of course knocking on the door for a Super Bowl uh, and you can't ignore that I mean and that's a lot to do with coaching obviously especially when you got some high powered players in there like I said those egos never shrink Right, and you've got to find a way. You got to be a good manager enough to be able to keep all these guys from or seeing the big picture and, and heading toward it rather than trying to just look out for themselves. And Sirianni's done a good job of that, right? To the point where he almost got them a Super Bowl ring. So, uh, well, however much you want to consider it, almost being a Super Bowl ring. But at the same time, he he got them to the threshold, you know, and they they obviously didn't come. Cool, but it was the Chiefs. Hardly anybody can knock that over that wall over. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Sirianni for me, he's gonna wind up in the last spot.
1: I was gonna meet you if you said Dan Campbell. So
2: oh, oh god, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't yeah, want to go that. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I've already yeah, alienated yeah. enough listeners. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, a lot of people have him on the list. I'm like, time out. He hasn't even made the playoffs yet, yet, yet alone coach of the year. Uh, you know what? I my biggest takeaway from all this. My team is screwed. Our coaches even know that we're at the playoffs. <laughs> Although he's been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> True. Uh, all right. So, listen,
0: now that we've got our power rankings down, let's do the, our, our, our look at the odds, as we always do every week for Coach of the Year. Pulling these off of DraftKings right now. I'm sure there's other books out there with them. So, if your favorite book has them, feel free to scroll along with us. Uh, this is the guy that nobody wants at the top of their list, and that's Dan Campbell. He is at eight and a half to one, the favorite, the favorite gentleman as the coach of the year for the NFL. What say you, my friends, on this?
2: Uh, this favorite wasn't he the favorite last year, J Mark, when we did it? I think he was the favorite, he was pretty
1: close, yeah. And
2: and we thought he might get it because of hard knocks, but. I don't know. I think the expectations are so high now for Detroit. They bet they gotta be like the one or two seed for him to to win the award because the expectation is they win the division now. They're by far the favorite in the north all of a sudden.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing with like with the Lions, I don't think they've gotten progressively better than last year. I mean, they sure they've made some improvements, but has it been huge? Not necessarily. Nine and eight last year, the teams they beat. Packers twice, Bears twice, Giants, Jags, Vikings, Jets, and Commanders. My argument there, two quality wins, right? Jags and Vikings. The rest of those teams, sorry, Ryan, I know Commanders were there, but Bears were there twice, did not have great years. I wouldn't say that is a big feat at beating those teams. So I just, I don't see it. I don't think they're going to ascend to this this, uh, darling team that everybody thinks. And who wants to bet on a favored Lions team, not this
2: guy. No, but not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, listen, he'd have to win the NFC with Jared Goff at quarterback, David Montgomery at running back, uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown, Marvin Jones, and Josh Reynolds at receiver. Does that sound like an imposing lineup? No. no. And no. then defensively, yes, Aiden Hutchinson is there, right? But past that, like Emmanuel Mosley coming over from San Francisco, he's good, but not, not somebody I think is going to win them the the division let alone the conference so
2: yeah yeah i i think the lions could go like nine and eight maybe ten and seven but that's not going to win you the coaches uh, of the year awards you're going to have to go like 13 and four with the expectations that we've put or the media's put on the Lions all of a sudden
1: yeah six and 11 that's my i say six (laughs) and 11
2: (laughs) you're you're not biased
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, let's move to the next guy on the list. We talked a little bit about him in our power rankings. It's Sean Payton at plus 900. Listen, as a feel-good story, absolutely. In practice, I don't know, man. That's that's a lot to ask uh, for for a a coach to come into that situation. And everybody was high on on Denver last year, right? So has anything changed other than Sean Payton? And will he change anything to the point where this makes it worth – a plus 900 dip to, to bet on him as, as a coach of the year.
2: I, I'm i actually surprised that he's not the favorite because see, this is going to be a narrative, especially from all his media buddies that he turned around Russell Wilson. If they're able to have a good year, Nathaniel Hackett was atrocious. We all agree on that. So it's going to, if they, I think they're going to be competitive around eight, nine wins, but they're the conference is loaded. The division's low. You got to play Kansas city twice, LA twice. If they're able to get into the playoffs, Maybe he's got a case, but I don't know. I, I still think that I would not take that I, I, w- I want longer odds for Sean Payton.
1: You said it, um, it it's going to be hard for them to even make the playoffs in a division where you play the chiefs and the Chargers. I mean, those are two really good teams. and then to get if you get in the playoffs, you probably have the bills, you probably have the Bengals, maybe even the Jets, if they reach expectations that everybody thinks i I just don't see it, not at all.
0: Yeah. And again, just as you're looking at these favorites, it's like, I get it. As you go down, when we, I'll just touch on Andy Reed is at uh, 5,000 to win no, it. Thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you.
0: It's just cause you know, he's going to, uh, Todd Bowles, it's same plus 5,000. Like it's funny that he's Andy Reed is plus 5,000. So is Todd Bowles. And then Mike McCarthy at plus 4,000. It's like, we get it guys. We don't, you know, that Andy Reed's probably not going to win this coach of the year. And what happens if he does I mean, listen, five, 50 to one is not bad to sort of take a speculation on that. He does something spectacular enough to win, even though winning the Super Bowl didn't get it last year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe something happens and he does. But, uh, yeah, again, that's crazy. Uh, Matt Eberflus is uh, 11 to one at this one. Yeah, that's all you right there, buddy. You, <laughs> a- 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 Mark, what say you on that one?
1: I mean, I expect the Bears to be a lot better, but don't make that bet. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't bet on flus to win it i mean they're I, never going to give it to a chicago quarterback or i mean coach <laughs> sorry <laughs>
2: I, I will say hey you could go from worst to first that that tends to to, to fit the bill True. but yeah it, it, i don't know they, they're not a big narrative town though right I mean, yeah they, they, everybody just pushes the bears aside it's bullshit jay mark i know <laughs> <laughs> so My- i'll am
0: oh, go ahead i'm sorry jay
1: well, I was going to say my favorite one here, not to steal what you're the odds you're reading there. Doug Peterson, twenty two to one, plus twenty two hundred. I I really like that price. I think he has a really good chance uh, of winning it. You know, the second year, Doug, Dougie P tends to do great with their court, young quarterbacks in the second year. I just I think that's a really good value you're getting for him right there.
2: I I agree, especially because he did not win it in twenty seventeen or last year. He finished runner up of both. Let's paint a picture where the Jaguars somehow are the one seed because they have the weakest division compared to Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. If they're the one seed, you you can pencil him in. So at twenty two to one, I like it. Another one I like, right next to him at twenty two to one, I like his former offensive coordinator Frank Wright. It uh, comes over, yeah. takes over uh, Carolina. They got some weapons. If they're able to make a little bit of a step here, I, that that's where I would like to take some stabs at with this coach's market. Not the uh, plus 850 and 9 to 1. I like this 22 to 1 because I think the narratives are the same.
1: Agreed.
0: Yeah, and and for me too, I was I was really just going to rattle off the rest of them. So, Justin, you did exactly what I was going to do, anyways. And I was just going to say, if you look down on this list, is there any is there any that stand out at you? Because, like you said, as you get down into the McVay's at thirty to one, the McDermotts at thirty five to ones, the Vrabels even at thirty five to one, it's it's difficult to see them because the situation hasn't changed there for those guys. They all have good teams. They all are going to take their teams to you know, whatever the playoffs probably and, and beyond for some of these guys. So those, those don't generally win coach of the year. It's the guys that make a gigantic difference in their program. And like you said, Doug Peterson's one of them, uh, which is why the the narrative around Sean Payton is there as well. Um, Arthur Smith at 14 to one. I don't think you can touch that. And it's like, you know, they, they sort of price you out of this. And for me, if I was to do anything, maybe Mike Tomlin at 25 to one, if, if, the, the Steelers can get into the playoffs and, and beyond then, you know, again, it's another one of those situations where Tomlin is, is exceeding expectations as far as what he can do with a, a ragtag bunch of guys. So, you know, but again, I don't know. That's, that's just a, a 25 to one. Cause anything's past that Zach Taylor, we talked about in Cincinnati, 28 to one, you expect Cincinnati to be good. So if they're good again, that then that's just, that's par for the course. So, you can't really do that. Harbaugh 30 to one. Carroll 25 to one. If Carroll makes the playoffs, that if could they be, be one dethrone, right
2: there. Yeah, if they dethrone the Niners and somehow push for the one seed, I think Pete Carroll's definitely got a case for Coach of the Year once again. I, you know, J Mark's not going to like this one, but let's say Jordan Don't Love say somehow it. is good. <laughs> <laughs> Matt LaFleur is definitely gonna have a case if, if somehow the Green Bay won the division after Aaron Rodgers left, so that would be a narrative one as well.
1: He's sixteen to one. To one, one. Yeah. I didn't know we were telling jokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I gave out both your rivals. <laughs> Where's Ron? Is Ron even on this list? Is he still coaching? <laughs> right. Thirty five to be, one. Ron is that the enemy? Oh, I didn't know enemy already replaced him. <laughs> Del Rio. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is there
0: anybody else on this list that we feel the need to cover or is it, uh, is it good and we should let folks go place
2: these futures? I think we're good, Rod. Yep, There'll be plenty more to give out between now and the next 50 days. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's a
0: lot more time to talk this through. Um, yep. I think we gave you a good solid base to start with. Uh, if you want to put your, you know, fraction of a unit on Andy Reid in case the world blows up and he wins and you get 50 to 1 odds, that's, that's fantastic. Just consider that <laughs> your, uh, your what do you call those, investments in your future, as it were. So, uh, all right, well, as we wrap things up here, as we always do, let's go around the horn, let everybody know where they can find everyone else on social media so they can keep up with us as we count down the last 50 days to the NFL season.
2: Yeah. You can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. Yeah. Keep, keep the notifications on subscribe. Don't forget NFL. We got plenty of content in the next 50 days. Go check out the college experience. We got a lot of college football content. Football is king in this country and we got plenty of content coming your way.
1: That's right. You can follow me at J and follow at OldfashionedFB FB on Twitter. Lots of stuff coming out for old fashioned football podcasts there and rod i don't know if you saw i left these up here for you <laughs> the did. 10th mountain whiskey for uh the 10th mountain army man there i there know I go, love i'm love
0: that. i about to get my own bottle here pretty soon so i, I can't go. wait to try it yeah uh we we found out through uh the mutual channels there that uh 10th mountain whiskey was was a thing and i of course served in the 10th mountain division uh a while back so Pretty excited about that and getting to know Ryan here. Uh, not you, Ryan, but the other Ryan. that brews, <laughs> That's a lot of fun as well. Uh, yes, follow me on Twitter at RJ Link in the bot, everything I got going on, whether it's here for NASCAR as well, uh, in between media. I'm going to be on the back road this week. And also making my debut on uh, Odd Shopper. going to talk about some women's soccer. How crazy is that? Find all that link. Come follow my ride on Twitter at RJ We'll be back again to talk more betting odds and more power rankings as it goes on. So until then, everybody, have some fun out there. Can't wait for football season and let
2: it ride.